السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين right now in Salat al-Fajr I recited Surah Taha and even last time when I was here for Fajr when I left Salat al-Fajr I also read Surah Taha last time and the one thing is that today inshallah I want to take just a very important reflection that we can take from this beautiful surah First of all, this entire surah primarily revolves around the story of Musa alayhi salam. And the reason why, by the way, if you think about it, if you study the entire Qur'an, there is no other prophet who's, in whose stories the word, the word khawf or any variation of the word khawf has been used more than Musa alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, over and over again, He mentions that Musa alayhi salam, he could have faced fears, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He helped him to suppress and overcome his fears. La takhaf, la takhaf. You hear this often in the Quran. فَخَرَجَ مِنْهَا خَائِفًا When he went to uh, Madian, and the man said that, tell me your story. And he says, وَقَصَّ عَلَيْهِ الْقَصَّسَ قَالَ لَا تَخَفْ نَجَوْتَ مِنَ الْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ Again and again, and the reason why is because, and the reason why Allah mentions the story of Musa so much, so much in the Quran is to console Rasulullah wasallam that just like Musa wasallam faced many fears and overcame many challenges, you, O Rasulullah wasallam you will face also many challenges, but take a lesson from that, and not only that, but remember that just like Allah was on his side, Allah on your side. That's why these stories are mentioned in the Quran to console Rasulullah and in essence to console us when we are going through our own challenges. One thing we learn about Surah Taha is that Musa is being prepared to go and give da'wah. The story of Musa in Surah Taha precisely mentions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first introduced himself innani ana Allah that I am Allah la ilaha illa ana fa'budni that you worship me and not only that but you praise salat for my remembrance so it is almost as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, in, in preparing a da'i for someone to go and call someone to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we see that they need to have a very strong level of faith very strong level of iman not only that but this person who is giving da'wah then they should also be very punctual about their salat we also find in the same surah that Allah subhanahu he is reminding Musa السلام, as part of giving da'wah Do not ever lose remembrance of who I am Constantly remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And hence a da'i Someone who is strongly engaged in da'wah They need to have a very strong, strong connection And closeness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And they do that by the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And finally the most important thing I want to mention today And I want to revolve my entire talk around Is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is also telling Musa alayhi salam That فَقُولَ لَهُ قَوْلًا لَيِّنَا When you go to Fir'aun Remember that Fir'aun is an arrogant person. He likes to instigate people. He likes to really, you know, touch upon those things that are going to emotionally stir up people. And what he's going to do is that he's going to try to stir up your emotions. But when you talk to him, do not be arrogant with him. No matter how much arrogant he's going to act with you, when you talk to Fir'aun, you are very calm in your approach. And subhanAllah, we find that when Musa salam went, we find that, first of all, when Musa salam went to Fir'aun, think about the arrogance of Fir'aun here. Musa is saying that 
إنا قد أوحي إلينا أن العذاب على من كذب وتولى قال فمن ربكما يا موسى So here before Musa is telling us uh, is telling um, Fir'aun that we have been sent by our Rabb to you and so first of all Fir'aun could have said okay my Rabb he didn't say that he says قال فمن ربكما يا موسى he says who is your Lord or Musa instead of saying because he already knows right, right away that Musa is saying that he is the Lord of Fir'aun too. But Fir'aun is not willing to accept that. Because he's saying that, Ana a'la. So he's saying that he shows his arrogance first. That, فَمَا رَبُّكُمَا يَا مُوسَى So he's trying to now stir up the emotions of Musa alayhi salam. And he says, look at the strong response of Musa alayhi salam. He says, رَبُّنَا الَّذِي أَعْطَى كُلَّ شَيْءٍ خَلْقَهُ ثُمَّ هَدَى He says that he is the one who gave everything his existence. And one, one beautiful thing that we learn about the word a'ta in the Arabic language is that the word a'ta always has usually two maf'uls. It always has two objects. For example, I can say, I gave a child a piece of candy. You understand? There's two objects here. The child is, is one object, one maf'ul, and the candy is also, or that, you know, some food, that is also another maf'ul or another object. So we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, A'ta kulla shay'in khalqa. He is the one who gave everything its existence. And some of the ulama, they say that if you switch it around also, it makes also complete sense. That he gave existence to everything. It makes complete sense. A'ta kulla shay'in khalqa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says that he guided everything. What taught us how to do certain things in life? It is only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We were never taught when a child is, 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 um, is um, being weaned and when is being fed by its mother, who taught the child how to learn and how to um, be fed from the mother and how to um, and go through this process? It is something that is this intuition that is put in the heart of a child by Allah subhanahu and now Fir'aun, once again, see Fir'aun was smart. One thing we don't realize is that Fir'aun was extremely smart. He, gave, he asked a question, Musa gave a very strong response. Now he's saying that, okay, let me try to stir up the emotions of everyone around me. And he said that, See, he knows that everyone is very sensitive about their families. He knows that everyone's sensitive about their past and about their ancestors, their fathers, their mothers, and so forth. So he says, Ya Musa, what do you think about the parents of all these people sitting around us? And what Fir'aun is expecting is that Musa is going to say something wrong. He's going to say something sensitive or probably insensitive about their parents. And Musa is going to dig himself a hole and he won't be able to get out of it. And what did Musa salam he say? He says, I don't know about that. That's not something that I know about. That ilm, where everyone is and so forth, that is in the kitab. It is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My Rabb does not, he does not deviate and he does not forget. Whatever is in there, he knows what's in there, but that's not my place to say anything about it, and that's not my prerogative. And so he just simply left it at that, and he took a step back. 
And then Musa and then Fir'aun, he thought, because he thought that Musa was going to dig himself a hole and fall into it, then he began to instigate him even more. And he began to cause even more corruption or more, you know, he tried to stir up the emotions of everyone around him. And when Musa salam, he showed him his asa and it turned into a serpent and so forth, what did he say? He says, Musa, that you're trying to come here and drive us out of our own land. Remember at one time here, even till today, many people, they say that Muslims are here in this country because they want to drive you out of your land. Sharia law, Sharia law. This whole thing, you know, this whole thing that you saw, that we saw at one time, this big hype, Fir'aun did the same thing too. Look people, these, these two people have come to drive you out of your own land. They, wanted, they want to make this land their land. So he's doing the same thing what we saw happening in this day and age. And so at that time, even Musa alayhi salam, he took a step back and he never fell into the emotions, this emotional game that Fir'aun was playing. The point I'm trying to make is that when you're giving da'wah, you're always going to come across someone who is extremely arrogant. Someone who's never going to be wanting to listen to the truth. Someone who's going to always try to emotionally stir you up. And as a da'i, you can never become emotional. When Ja'far radiallahu an, when he went to um, Abyssinia, and over and over again, he and the Muslims were being called to the courtyard of, of Najashi, and he was trying to present what Islam is. And the Quraysh, they're trying to come and put words in the, in the ears of Najashi. And Najashi is sort of like he's in the middle, he's on the fence, he has no idea who to believe. And Ja'far and the Muslims are coming over and over again. You know how much at a time it can take an emotional, psychological toll on you? That how long are we going to keep on going through this? But subhanAllah, one thing that we learn about Ja'far is that he never lost his composure. He was always very calm in his demeanor, in his approach. He was always very, very calm. And this is why some of the ulama, they said that the fact that the Quraysh kept on getting upset, the Quraysh kept on, you know, getting angry, and Jafar was calm about it. Perhaps this is one of the reasons that led Najashi to changing his heart and letting the Muslims stay over there. So this is why Adai always, remember, as Muslims, when we go out, when we talk to someone about Islam, someone may say something very foolish and they have absolutely no reason and they don't want to hear about it, but they're going to keep on saying something that may emotionally get you, um, you know, get you fired up. But as Adai, you can never become emotional because the minute you become emotional and you are emotionally compromised, you can lose your cool, you can lose your temper, and then the person who's giving da'wah, they look, they look bad, and the, person, the other person, they look calm, and they usually win the battle. Last thing I, I quickly want to do mention is that in giving da'wah also, sometimes a person might be afraid. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he kept Musa alayhi salam calm. Because see, Musa alayhi salam is a human being. He understands that I'm going back to the land where I'm a fugitive. I'm, you know, I'm a wanted person over there. My posters are everywhere around that town that if this guy walks into town, he is to be arrested. If I go over there, what they're going to do to me? And that is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he tells Musa alayhi salam, لَا تَخَافَا إِنَّنِي مَعَكُمَا أَسْمَعُ وَأَرَى I am listening, I am hearing. Why listening and hearing? Because you know when you're facing up against someone who is arrogant, you want someone to sit there and listen to your story. You want someone to sit there and listen to you and your, and your case. And not only that, but you want them to see what is going on. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling Musa alayhi salam, 
innani ma'akuma. First of all, I am with you. Just like when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we find in the Quran that when Abu Bakr was, uh, was afraid in the, in the cave, what did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he say? He says, la tahzan innallaha ma'ana. Whenever we are in a situation where we're doing something that is good, let this be a consolation for us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's listening. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's watching. And perhaps the person may get away, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, since he's watching and he's listening, Allah will hold that person accountable. So these are just few things that we learn about giving da'wah, the etiquettes of giving da'wah from Surah Taha, and there is much more inshallah next time I will mention from this beautiful surah, by the way once again, this surah many people when they when they facing fears they usually come back to this surah to read this surah, it's a very powerful surah, if you get the chance read this surah on your own also, I ask Allah subhanahu Subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq of what we have heard and what we have learned today Amir Rabbil Alameen Jazakumullah khair Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh وسلموا تسليما إن الذين يؤذون الله ورسوله لعنهم الله في الدنيا والآخرة وأعد لهم عذابا مهينا والذين يؤذون المؤمنين والمؤمنات بغير ما اكتسبوا فقد احتملوا بهتانا وإثما مبينا